0: Our, our new whole question here so you know along with the chapter for human idols we are talking about the antichrist and and i get that this is sometimes a little <laughs> uh it gets wild but who are some good candidates for antichrist kind of based upon um the patterns that we learn about in chapter seven um what does well um we're going to talk to talk about on the next question what his characteristics are so this one is is throwing around some good candidates like actual name dropping <laughs> now if you don't want to participate that's totally yeah. fine
1: <laughs> when i put mine on you guys are gonna backlash me
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the outlier out. now i just outed myself on who it's yep. going to be, I'm gonna be an outlier and you guys We're gonna
3: cancel and i sports. can't wait to
1: see who you put oh you're gonna it'll take the meeting off course
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Oh,
3: no i think no, all good. of us are interesting um, okay here it comes I haven't no. hit send
0: yet. Okay. I think I know what Tracy's. Yeah, is. you do. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which one did you
3: put? Oh, oh, yeah, is it,
1: it's no. obvious.
3: No, did you put Prince Charles yeah. or Kennedy? I've I actually put Charles. both of those. <laughs> oh, John
1: F. Kennedy. I'm glad you can't tell
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, Any political figure. Yeah, any political figure. Right. Put into this. Mm-hmm. Leader of Turkey. Yeah, I've seen that one um, quite a bit lately, especially coming from like Michael Rush's stuff. And um, Oh,
3: has he talked about it?
0: Taking a look at like Daniel 11 and um, a lot of that stuff where saying that it, it could come from Turkey.
4: Mm-hmm. I think but, the real Antichrist is going to make these guys look like chumps.
0: I i tend to believe that as well like i <laughs> i don't think we have any idea what the antichrist is actually going to do but um right. but anyway yeah, the
3: antichrist I, is going to be very christ-like right very loving uh-huh. very
0: he's going to deceive even the very elect right
3: yes so yeah That's so amazing um
5: it makes me wonder if where if he's on earth right now mm-hmm.
1: he, I'm sure he is.
5: I think he is. Groundwork is actually being laid. Yeah. Any in many at many different levels when
3: I say groundwork. Mm. Right. Um, Tracy, when you said no. that you were going to make everyone mad, I thought, not that this is my favorite person, but I thought you were going to put Trump. I thought that was. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs> See, I think Add they're that. tied
1: together very closely. I think Trump is his minion. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I, I did not vote for Trump the first time. I did Me the either. second time because I didn't want Biden. Me too. I didn't vote for <laughs> Hillary either. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> did you, but I have a lot, I've always had a lot of reservations about Trump. And I've always wondered what ulterior motives he's right. going. I have not trusted him.
4: Um, yep. He's a he Gideon robber.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> serves himself.
4: That's exactly what I was going to say. He's very self-serving.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of qualities <laughs> in him that I could see as a dictator. And that concerned me.
2: He I think he's not being ushered it in.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was grooming the media to only ask soft questions, not the hard questions. And I don't think that's good for any media. So um, that worried me. I had a lot of reservations. I still do. I do not trust him.
0: Um, Yeah, I love it. Lots of great uh, input on these. Oh, they're still coming. Charles Swan, Bill Gates. Yes. Uh, For a long time, I thought it was, um, what's that guy's name? Soros, (laughs) you know, from this blend mm-hmm. back and different things or whatever like i was convinced <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: they yes. are all yeah.
4: antichrists but yeah. they that's
0: are. that's what i loved about uh chapter seven here on human idols it says yeah. that every single um person like let's see to this list we may add later antichrist types from nero to hitler and others um as in the book of Isaiah, the end time antichrist is a composite of all evil world rulers who precede him. And I think that that's a very important point to bring out of (laughs) the God works in types and, and composites, right? That everything, everything good is pointing to Christ and everything bad is, is pointing to this antichrist uh, and types and shadows for them. But yeah, like in the chat, Anna says that uh, secret societies fund both parties of the or both sides of the political party, which, which is, I for you, sure if you asked that to me back in high school, I would have been like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it seems pretty one-sided. But now I'm like, no, it's it's way that way. And it's been that way for years. Right. Uh, studying Ezra Eagle and all of that kind of stuff.
5: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um
5: The part that I thought was super interesting in this, when he gets into that last bit, you may be saving this, Cameron, you may have something you want to save it. I thought, well, maybe I'm going to throw it in right now. But he begins with the divine irony, where the Antichrist is the one that condemns to the fire all the false gods of the people. Mm -hmm. That was so interesting.
0: Yeah, very (laughs) amazing how that's going to play out
5: that kind of allowed me to consider it in a whole different sort of angle.
4: And that, that really stood out to me too, Lisa. And just that idea of um, God doesn't let the antichrist arise until the world is full of false gods. And so again, just that like our state of being is what allows this to happen it's not just we're all righteous and all of a sudden this guy takes us by surprise it's very a result of our condition
5: right and that he literally brings people to their
4: knees
5: as eliminating all of their false gods he effectively brings everyone to their knees
1: wow that's kind of what president trump has done Right now, with all the world leaders, but I mean, everybody's excited about it. But yet, I don't, I keep saying, but this isn't a good thing, people. We're in the end times. It's not going to end good.
0: Yeah, like draining the swamp is good, but yeah. at the end of the day, whoever drains the swamp is it? Is yeah. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're it. <laughs> And like all of the miracles, like I'm trying to prepare myself for what those might be, what those might look like. And there's going to be things like free energy. Mm -hmm. You'll notice all the buildings with the types, tall spires, that's for the Tesla energy to be released. There'll be med beds that will heal anything you've got. And those are already rolled out into big, big cities. So it is already rolling out. I can I can kind of see what's coming a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't thank want
1: to be totally side blinded and spinning
0: yeah. like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, that's one you. thing. Oh, sorry. Go for it.
5: Because I that's kind of what I meant when I was saying I wonder if the groundwork is being laid. <laughs>
3: yes. I right? think I mean, the groundwork's been being laid for the last 30, 40, 50 years. It, I mean, this has been a long-term goal. And even though those laying the groundwork at the beginning um, won't be here to see it, they don't care. They're in it for the long game. And actually, in reality, um, what was it when Joseph Smith was killed? Was it several of the apostles said that America has um, died? And that um that there there'll need to be blood to be blood will need to be spilt to redeem her, so in that case, has this groundwork been being laid? I mean, you could go back as far as Karl Marx, you know, was laying the groundwork,
1: yeah, actually, it was started being laid as the revolution was going on, the war just we, we pretended like we won, but we really didn't. We still were you know subject to the crown of England
0: oh, it it's kind of amazing uh like I, I just wasn't that awake to anything until um uh you know studying timelines and, and studying Isaiah it all kind of came at me within that same year of just like
2: mm-hmm.
0: whoa and realizing that satan's been at this and and preparing for the end times just as much as christ is and and we have both things like the hastening of the work but we're also hastening that that evil and and it's almost getting more and more blatant it's not even trying to be hid very much anymore like uh, satan has to announce his plans and uh anyway it's just quite interesting how long we've been dealing with with all of this
3: well when you say it's not even it's not even hidden anymore i just watched um my son got the daily wire and i just watched matt walsh's what is a woman
2: oh it
3: it was ridiculous they couldn't even describe what a woman was and then some of the questions well if a hen lays an egg what is that oh well they don't have feelings so of course that's a that's female. A, <laughs> yeah, but they couldn't even see like their irony in in their answers. And it's like it's just so blatant. And their
2: crazy.
3: and their deception on you know male, female, um honestly, and I've seen this for about 30 years now is the whole well, and I don't think this is exactly well, no, it is that the war in heaven was all about agency. And that's what we're seeing here. And how freely we are asking and handing over our agency saying, take care of me. Like we yeah. I are mean, just not everyone, but we are just handing it over. And then the deception of trying to make wrong things, right? Like it doesn't even make sense. It just doesn't.
1: I know you've got to be able to logically think. And
3: and they think they're logical. A
1: lot of people thinking, can't. But
3: really? they think they are. And it's, you can see yeah. it's just what the Book of Mormon said how the learned think they are wise. And they just, it's just ridiculous.
0: So coming off of that, how can we who have been studying it a little bit, have a little bit of a framework around some of the prophecies, how can we not judge judge others when they are worshiping human idols, but yet still try to help them at the same time, right? Like uh, we talked at, at the very beginning where, we get lots of backlash every time that we bring any kind of thing up and and we get blamed for it but how can we turn around and actually help others um identify or realize aspects of of human idol worship and not just have them feel like we're attacking kind of a thing because i find that that's one of the hardest questions to answer
2: (laughs)
1: well i'm finding that just being a really good example like i tell people good, close people around me, what I'm about, and like leaving Babylon, leaving all the things, and they kind of are shocked and horrified, but like I told you guys in one of the groups last week, one of my uh, primary presidency people was asking, how do I not watch the Super Bowl when my mother-in-law has invited us over, and the family's going to be there, but like I can see my example has kind of helped her want to leave all that kind of stuff and so I'm going to just keep being persecuted and telling the truth to help wake people up so they can try to leave just being a good example Mm -hmm. even though people are like you're nuts but like when I try to tell people what's in food or who certain celebrities, like, no, they're not at all what you think they are. They're all inverted. They're not even close to what you think they are. And I get get those looks. But then <clears throat> years later, because the primary person was, I told her that in 2020. So it's taken her a few years to, you know, go from, oh, you're crazy to oh,
0: you know, that's kind of right. I don't know. Yeah, I find in like my scenarios that it's all about kind of baby steps, like little things that they might have already kind of seen. And honestly, it's really easy to just go political with people, right? And you can be like, okay, secret combinations. Let's talk about those because that's something that we can accept and have common groundwork on. Um, uh, But yeah, full on leaving Babylon is, is a really hard subject yeah
5: it's a, it's a lonely road
0: to... it's a
1: lonely lonely
3: road
0: i'm so grateful for like book clubs like this like, me too.
1: It. <laughs> oh i no, also I think, think it's uh all yours all your book clubs <laughs> no
6: can you hear me uh-huh. can you hear me okay okay uh for me it is um uh so in germany we say um it's a U language or oh. it's an I language. You also have it? Okay.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah.
6: And I always use the U language and I get uh, answers like, oh, you don't know me and uh, something like this So, And I really like to, to learn the I language. So I mm-hmm. feel, for me it is like this, and I see it's very important for you, I think this will help me to to um, show others, I respect them, but I also want to be respected by them, that they also um, say okay, you, you, I, I, I can't understand why you are thinking like this, why should uh, football being uh, uh, something bad or something like this, so uh, then I can respond, okay, um, uh, uh, something like, <laughs> moment. Um, not like I make progress, but I see it uh, in a different way, like, like years ago. So now I see it in a different way, like years ago. And uh, so um, how closer I come to Jesus Christ, um, uh, the more I want to be like, him and so i changed my behavior so i can talk about me and the other person can hear this and can say oh that, that's an idea okay i accept this or a person can say no that's nothing for me but then i don't have the discussion and not this fighting
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love that there, there's such power in language and being able to convey it well so like Making sure that we are in tune with the, the Holy Spirit when we're we're speaking with others is crucial in that. And and like you said, using I language instead of you language, and really being inclusive and um, even an eye out to to not offend in in that kind of way. That, that's such a great idea. I love yeah,
4: that. I love that, Anna. That's very helpful because it is a lot less threatening, you know, to people when you're not. They're not feeling like you're accusing them. It's just like, this is me. This is what I've felt drawn to. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm.
5: There's a way of inviting people in, not pushing them away. And like um, Anna has said, there's a way to make them feel like you're including them. I've had an interest. I don't think we're ever completely disempowered, even though we're walking a lonely road, because we have the access to the Holy Spirit to guide us. And maybe in each situation when we interact with people, it may look a little differently depending on where that person is and how, how we can respond to their particular needs in that moment and be receptive to that. Um, I had an experience very close to my heart in the past, uh, just over a year now, We're my own daughter, who we've always been close, we never had any disagreements. She cut me out of her life while I was ministering to her non-judgmentally. She just suspected that we felt differently about things. We'd never even discussed it because she suspected I felt differently than she did. This was very uncharacteristic and very just, it was very sudden, it wasn't like her. She just eliminated me so i have no input into her life right now and um i did something that wendy nelson recommended and it's brought me great comfort she said we can pray for those that we would like to help but have no way of helping she says we can pray that members of our family on the other side will minister to them. So I thought, well, in my absence from her life, I have been asking the Lord to send angels to be with her. And it's been such a comfort to me to
4: do that. Wow. That's beautiful.
0: We have so many resources if we will just take advantage of them, right? Within a gospel and covenant type framework. Um, There's many things that fit within that kind of Davidic covenant structure, which is is a hot topic. I mean, you can't mention that name or anything. <laughs> but yeah. but Probably. it's so powerful when we are willing to uh accept whatever the price in order to send heavenly help to um to those that we care about and those who we're ministering to. Um you know that's something that's really been on my mind lately, uh, with like the prayer role in the temple and stuff, that that these are training grounds or kind of the the baby steps in Davidic covenants. And as we learn and grow in those things, that we have an army of angels uh, ready and and willing. And sometimes it's all about us asking and praying specifically for that in order for um, us to grow as as kings and queens in Mm -hmm. Israel. Uh, That's such a powerful point there that that you mentioned. Mm
1: -hmm. I've had just this week, three miracles just happened just to little old me. Um, the first one being I pulled my groin muscle, super painful. I couldn't walk. I couldn't bend over. I was healed the next morning completely. Yeah. Second one, I fell off the road up here in Oregon in the ice. <laughs> oh. I And I grew up in Utah. I know how to drive in ice and snow. And... I landed gracefully and it was easy to get out. My car wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt. I had angels all around me helping me. That was miracle number two. That was Wednesday. The groin muscle was Monday. And then yesterday I had to go have a dental procedure and I was afraid my tooth was, you know, into the nerve and it wasn't going to make it. And I could even feel it while I was working on it. I got home and it was just throbbing and this morning I'm just dandy
0: yeah which are miracles because those are some of like the most painful <laughs> things you just described
1: like, <laughs> and I've been crying in my pity potty you know because I do I get persecuted daily on things but I'm like look at what just happened to you just this week Tracy Durfee. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I love that you recognize that as miracles because yeah. how many people wouldn't you know, yeah. I think that's part of it is that we recognize where those things have come from rather than just going, oh, I've been so lucky, mm-hmm. right?
2: It's not luck,
1: it's miracles.
3: No, I love that you call you call those miracles. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I was
1: trying to figure out why Heavenly Father let me slide off the road in the first place. I could have just, I almost made it. Yeah. <laughs> but while I was sitting there, I was on my way to school. The school bus, all of the buses passed me. I was the talk of the town <laughs> <But> I <had laughs> over 30 people stopped to help minister to me and that's where it probably was is i needed heavenly father was telling me people care about you tracy wow. yeah. so that the tow truck got me out <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> And then you got to tell them, okay, well, now that you're here, the Antichrist is going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now that i got your no,
1: attention. I was actually, they stopped their car on the hill of ice and got out to help me. And I'm like, get back in your car, get out of here, you're going to get hit. <laughs> no, but it was so sweet, you know, even students. I was, I get to back to class and... Our, school and they're like so how long did it take the tow truck to get i mean people that i hadn't even told they're like that was the talk of the staff room
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that though
1: it's so uh, oregon had a bit of snow this week <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> um i'm going back to idaho next week and um <clears throat> my daughter found this picture um of one the one of the locals posted I'm a little nervous. Yeah. One oh of my, no. That's one of my BYU so up there.
1: kids <laughs> was. What? Is, one of my BYU pathway kids is in Rexburg, and she's like,
3: "We can't get out of here. It's three degrees." And so, <laughs> we've been like that up in Island Park all year, so I'm not feeling bad for them. Actually, I've been noticing Island Park's been a little warmer than it has been down in the valley. So I'm like, "Well, yeah. that'll be good."
0: My parents are up there right now and they're like, it's actually kind of warm.
3: Island Park. Yeah. It's yeah. Like this morning it was 17, but it was Idaho Falls was 10. So usually it's the other way around.
1: (laughs) Well, it's that cold in Oregon today too, y'all. And it doesn't get
2: that cold here.
3: (laughs) Well, we're 44 in Texas and I've got the little space heater and my sweater on. (laughs) It's cloudy. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to hear Elder Suarez and Sister Yi tomorrow in in state conference. So.
0: Oh, so I mean, this is totally off this, this <laughs> the subject, but uh Sister Yi's dad is mm-hmm. on my temple shift. I get to serve with him all the time. Cool. Okay.
3: Cool.
0: yeah.
3: I'm super excited to hear him. Actually, my husband's got a training meeting and I he doesn't want to, it's far away. I think they're doing like a regional training meeting. And um, it's like an hour away. And um he doesn't want to go and it's only for the presidents so he doesn't have anyone to ride with the bishop's already up there for meetings I said I'll go who'll know I'll just go who like nobody will know I don't belong there he goes <laughs> no they have name tags and assigned seating
2: <laughs> oh, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> don't
3: yeah. want anyone sneaking in and I said well I'll just take my Hebrew and sit out in the hallway <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it
3: so anyway
2: So, I was going to
3: say one thing too that I do sometimes is sometimes when you just kind of ask questions, like you know the answer, but you just act stupid. And I was trying to think of like a scenario, you know, Mm -hmm. where this would work. I'm not good at coming up with scenarios, but I have just found often when I want to get people thinking, I just kind of act stupid. Do you guys do that ever?
0: <laughs> sometimes, yeah, kind of depends on the scenario. Yeah, I don't know.
3: <laughs> no, but you just ask, you just go, I don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, something, you know, just something like that. And they'll like, explain, you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I just have found sometimes just asking questions like you don't know
0: mm-hmm.
3: gets people to think.
0: Yeah, it kind of breaks down the barrier of them thinking that you think that you're higher than them, right? And just yeah. kind of
3: because I don't think I'm higher than them. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, but sometimes that perception can be there or something, and so uh, kind of acting the the part can help bring that barrier down for them or something. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I wanted to to make sure that we covered in uh, conjunction with this is the last couple paragraphs here. Well, basically the the. Uh, Yeah, the last two. But the idea that what facilitates the Antichrist rise? So we have all of these human idols that um, we are worshiping, right? (laughs) Idolizing. I mean, we Mm -hmm. actually watch American Idol. This is our our thing. (laughs) But um, what actually facilitates the Antichrist rise to power is the covenant people of the Lord, like God's people are the ones that facilitate this. Because it, I found this so interesting it, it pops up in my studies all uh last year that it's always God's covenant people that facilitate the world's whatever fill in the blank um because if if we can keep our covenants we are kind of like the leaven of the loaf right um and it, and it doesn't just have to be ordinances but uh, covenant people being those who are accepting, Christ as their redeemer and um, striving hard to follow his precepts and meriting the covenant protection um, from him. But when they break his covenants, it allows the, the rest of the world to, to fly off the handle, right? This principle has been so interesting to me to study and, and look at and try to recognize it in my day-to-day interactions, that when God's covenant people fall then the rest of the world falls. So it's kind of like, well if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So like there's there's something to this like we're a not a linchpin that's kind of a weird word but um we're we're the leaven of the loaf and if we fall everyone falls. And so it's up to us to to make sure that we our, have our covenants ever present, that we have constant reminders in order to make sure that we can keep our terms of the covenant so that those within our sphere, our um, bubble of of influence can also likewise merit God's protection. And if you notice, like, that is Davidic covenant theme, right? That, That as we learn to grow and become kings and queens of the Gentiles, we're learning how to be that leaven of the loaf. As we keep our covenants, everyone else merits the protection and um, can, can rise with us in uh, in our obedience and uh, following of, of God kind of a thing. Have you guys seen that same pattern or principles uh, come up in, in your studies in your life um, where if you have a bad day, everyone else has a bad day around you kind of a thing?
3: Well, I think it's funny that you said if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy because isn't that goes right back to what President Nelson said when he said, if we lose the moral rectitude of our women, yeah. then we'll lose the world and we'll never get it back. And um, anyway, so I just thought that was interesting that you kind of said that. But yeah, because we set the tone, right, of the home.
0: Yeah. And and look at where we as church members are, have let ourselves, let's see, how do I word this right? Because. it's going to come out wrong but where have we let ourselves slip and give satan leeway that it has affected the rest of the world in dramatic ways if that makes sense i don't know i (laughs) kind of beat around the bush there but like it seems like we are we're we're moving from the abhorrence stage to the acceptance stage and to the outright let's embrace it and celebrate all of the the wickedness of the world, rather than maintain our our covenant purity, kind of a thing.
4: Cameron, just going along with that thought, I'm just the that I can't remember where in Doctrine and Covenants it is that talks about you know the day of wrath and it beginning in you know Christ speaking beginning in my house or whatever. And I don't know. Do you see that as that principle of you know, us, you know, when God's covenant people kind of uh, fall away or, you know, accept a level of wickedness, then yeah, that how that affects everything. And and so that's kind of what has in that study and everything that, that it's our fall that kind of just opens this, opens it up, (laughs) opens the day of wrath to come or whatever. I don't know. Mm I can't remember where that's at, though.
2: Yeah.
5: You know what it's like right now is it seems like we're living amidst many shades of gray. And it feels like from reading these, especially reading these two last paragraphs, that once this Antichrist is just effectively swept away all the false gods, all the shades of gray, then it becomes very binary know we're either choosing him or we're choosing the lord then i think it would become more crystal clear
0: yeah exactly um just kind of sharing from uh the first page of this chapter um it talks from isaiah 1 28 through 30 uh just pulling that up on the screen really quick well if i share the right one sorry (laughs) (laughs) here we go
2: um I
0: can get my thing, the toolbars in in front of my thing. I can't see. Okay, there we go. Um, But when he talks about these, uh, these oaks, right? So here is um, verse 29 through 31 here. And it says, and you will be ashamed of the oaks you cherished and blush for the parks you were fond of. You shall become like an oak whose leaves wither. And as a garden that has no water. The mighty shall be as refuse and their works a spark. Both shall burn up alike and there shall be none to extinguish. Um, I really love uh, using the Isaiah Explorer here. And now that we're learning Hebrew, uh, kind of learning some of those nuances of those words that he's using there. Um, But it's interesting how the oaks, um, if you do like a word study of oaks, trees, uh, groves and mountains uh, in Isaiah, how... These oaks are representative of our, our people who we idolize. Uh, they should be mighty oaks um, and, and a true proper oak is going to, to give shade and, and respite in, in the day. But here we have idolized them and they have become as oaks that their leaves wither. And uh, we're going to lose all of that. We're going to lose our, like it says in in the chapter, our celebrities, our bigwigs, our enchanted ones, uh, our fawning adulation, carnal lust. It's all going to be taken away. And what are we going to have? We're going to be scurrying if we don't have our covenants and our own connection to the Lord. We're going to burn up alike uh, with our celebrities if that's where our hearts are at, and so um, very much in our our covenant relationship, we've got to make sure that we're centered right and being Zion like in helping others, um, so that they can receive that same protection, so that we can grow up and be true oaks that that can provide a Davidic covenant protection uh, for others to to fall under.
5: That's yeah isaiah 1 what was the
0: uh, verse on that yeah isaiah 1 29 through 31 i mean isaiah 1 is a hard one to digest right i mean that that's some scathing reviews of god's covenant people and and it ends there saying you will burn if if you don't turn from from these ways yeah yeah anna uh
5: this is just a little side note when i had first started studying isaiah and it was, you know, the oak tree was a big metaphor that stuck out to me, and it was right around the time too where I was learning about Elon Musk and um, how people were just idolizing this man. And I, I was like thinking one day, man, what an interesting name. I wonder what his name means. And sure enough, I looked it up, and it's a Jewish name, and it means oak tree. Oh,
2: <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> what
5: a crazy coincidence. I don't think so, but yeah,
0: yeah, so interesting. I've I've never heard that before. I'm gonna go look that up that's so interesting thanks for bringing that up yeah Elon Musk yeah he's one
2: to watch for sure <laughs> but yeah
0: well any other things and uh highlights from the chapter that that you all seen and wanted to mention I feel like I kind of dominated
2: up <laughs> there the last sorry
0: But yeah, I, I think that this is actually one of the most powerful sections of the whole book. Um, I, I like that we're taking it slow and, and uh, just focusing on one specific aspect of it every uh, last time here because human idols is something, it's kind of one of our blind spots as covenant people. Um, mm-hmm. Anything to access, uh, like we did in our, our poll question, even, you know, prophet worship and uh, thinking that. Uh, all is well in Zion uh, can be a uh, a very tricky situation. I mean, uh, even though there's something that's good, taking it to an excess, which we love to do as as company people um, can can be bad and uh, doing that. Yeah, Anna. Or, sorry, uh, Rike? Oh, what is <laughs> Okay, yeah, Rike, it's okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, the last
6: page from uh, chapter seven, for me it was very interesting that it's uh, written like a character out of Star Wars. The Antichrist rises in the heavens like the morning star to set the throne above the stars of God. He ascends above the altitude of the clouds and make himself like the most high god he sets his next on high in order to escape calamities calmities on the earth he exalts himself himself above all gods
0: defining even the god of gods i found this very interesting yeah that's something we we typically don't talk about or reference right that um this antichrist is actually going to kind of crop dust the earth in a way that he's he's gonna cause and uh, be a very major catalyst for everything the calamities that are happening but then he'll escape it and uh try to exalt himself above the clouds right that's gonna be a fun day when that happens
5: (laughs) that so seems like um exactly what satan wanted to i mean it's just almost like his clone he wanted to be worshipped he wanted the glory he wanted to be the god of this
0: world yeah exactly and you know we have types and patterns of it Uh, a lot of people don't really tend to go into some of the the history of the earth and stuff but nimrod is is the type of of that exact scenario he tried to to lift himself above the clouds zion is out there floating and uh, getting higher and higher and tower of babel set up to to reach that and uh to do that exact scenario. He wasn't totally successful in it, but uh, we'll see that again, as the the Antichrist does um, complete that in in the end times. It's gonna be scary, <laughs> but yeah, Tracy.
1: Well, I was just, I'm gonna take us off topic. Um, I was just wondering about the future of this class. Like we've, we slowed it down. Will we still get to do the near, the dreams and stuff. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. So, um, I I was just kind of saving that till after we got through the the modern idolatry. But let, let's talk uh-huh. about it right now. So, <laughs> yeah, we had big expectations, and then everybody voted to to really slow it down. So, um, how many more do we have in modern idolatry? So there's 14 sections, and next we eight. So we're halfway through. So after modern idolatry, our plan was to go to becoming kings and queens of the Gentiles do we want to, um, start (laughs) interspersing some of the, the dreams, visions, near-death experiences kind of in between there? Um, I I don't know, what, what would your guys' opinion of how we, we go through that? Because I'm super excited to get to the, that series of, of dreams, visions, near-death experiences, but I'm, I'm also loving this too, so.
3: What do you mean intersperse? So
0: instead of going modern idolatry, becoming kings and queens, and then dreams, visions, and near death experiences, uh, tackling a few of the dreams, visions, and near death experiences before we go into uh, becoming kings and queens. And then I don't know.
1: What if we change the order of it?
0: Uh huh. And we could do modern idolatry, um, then dreams, visions, near death experiences, and then becoming kings and queens after that. Mm
2: -hmm. There is another
0: book club i think on tuesdays that are doing the uh becoming kings and queens as well we kind of see how how they approach it i don't know if they're doing one chapter a week or not but um but yeah we could definitely do that i'm, I'm open for for opinions and everything on because that. that was one of my my favorite things i, I was considering even just kind of <laughs> uh, not going with modern idolatry or becoming kings and queens and just going straight to near-death experiences but
1: I'd be cool to switch in the order. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm happy with whatever you guys want to do. I have yeah, cool. discussions
0: anyway. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um do we want to finish out all of modern idolatry before we start doing that? Or uh kind of do one week and one week, or I don't know. I'm good with whatever.
5: I like these discussions that we've been having. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so finish out modern idolatry yes, yes. and go straight to dreams mm-hmm. visions. Yes. would be fine for me. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. And then I, I missed uh, this in, in the chat. So Coda said that uh, when we were in our previous little uh, thing there, it said that Satan made Cain aware by the name of God to keep their combination secret. He also gave Cain punishments. If he failed to keep it secret, uh, the slitting of the throat, this is the counterfeit to the covenants we make in the temple the covenant with God to keep the signs and token secret. Previously, we had consequences associated on the breaking of our promise, which Satan copied for terrible purposes. Like that is so crucial and key, isn't it? To uh, kind of take those patterns and and what our modern equivalent is and and how that's playing out and how Satan works, right? Uh, It's this playbook of um, helping us down that path (laughs) yeah very interesting yeah any other comments or questions or or anything before we head out if not all of a sudden i got signed up sorry But yeah. Um, so anyway, next week uh, is our off week. Uh, I'll be at Roots Tech, But uh, the week after that, we will do chapter eight, which is imaginations of the heart. And then our, our fun one, nature cults after that. I think nature cults is a really big blind spot because we just don't understand its modern equivalent. But yeah. Really? You don't think body. so? Well, I I think we're blinded to it for the most part. Like, of all the the sections in here um you know if you mention nature cults to a, to an lds people they're like what are you talking about i, I don't know but
3: <laughs> isn't that isn't that just what environmentalism is
2: mm-hmm. yeah to a big degree <laughs>
1: <laughs> and lots of people that are like why well, i'm more spiritual when i'm in nature so they discount
3: yeah maybe that's it yeah i don't
1: know that's right now after not reading it
2: yet, Mm -hmm. that's
0: my guess. All right, well, have a great week, everyone. Um, I'll uh, email out the the link and remind us about this new Zoom link that we're using for our Saturday groups. Um, If you are talking to any of the other ones or our friends or something that uh, weren't here today, uh, let them know that (laughs) our Zoom link changed. And then um, I will also email out uh, the, the video link recording for for today uh, later on as soon as i i get that ready but yeah have a great week everyone bye thank you bye
1: look with your roots tech
0: yeah yes, <laughs> yes.
2: good time yes <laughs>